Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I had two accidents. Um, I've shared that in my testimony where I almost died uh, twice. Uh, in these accidents, uh, living the lifestyle that I did. Um, but I couldn't stop, even in those accidents. Even uh, I got it impaired and I lost my license for about four years. Um, even that couldn't stop me from not living the lifestyle I did. It came uh, when I heard people talking about um, their lives changing in my community. And they, they, they said Jesus. They encountered Jesus and I said, what? There's no God. I said, I, I looked for God in my teenage days. I, I tried it all the way till grade 10. I couldn't find him. That eventually changed for Wade. He was able to find God. And now he started up his own ministry and sharing his passion for God. It's called Inspire Fire Ministries Today in Connections. Wade Sanderson will share his testimony with us. And he'll share how he is using his ministry to spread the word of God. We're joined today by Wade Sanderson. He is from Saskatchewan. He's the founder of Inspire Fire Ministries. He has a powerful testimony, and he shares that with us today. Uh, So you have an amazing ministry that reaches people all across the nation, Inspire Fire, uh, uniting people with the fire of Jesus. But faith wasn't always part of your story. Can you tell us a little bit about your younger years and what caused you to wander from faith? Uh, well, I didn't, uh, I came from a kind of like a, a religious background, but I never knew, uh, God, but I searched God as a young kid, um, in my community, uh, there was all sorts of ways that I looked, they called him altreas, red roads, they called him, uh, retreats or whatever. I went to everything as a young kid. I didn't start drinking until I, uh, uh, I finished school. So at this time, I was looking really hard for, like, God, in a sense. But I just was going about my my life. And and uh, in, in, in grade 10, I said, uh, forget God. Because uh, in Pine House Lake, where I'm from, it's a Métis settlement, uh, I had to leave my community to go to grade 11 and grade 12. So I had to go to Lorange. So when I left... Uh, at grade 10, I said, forget God, there is no God. So I went to Larange and uh, just did uh, high school, uh, grade 11 and 12. Took a few years, but I had a rough life. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't, I didn't, I, I was a broken person trying to find something in life. And I was, I felt hopeless. Like, I was a, ch- a child that come from an alcoholic home, a divorced home. Uh, uh so it's like my first language is Cree. So that's the language that I speak a lot of times uh, when I do speak. Um, so in grade uh, 10 and 11, uh, I did my schooling. I, 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 I messed up a few times trying to do that, but I eventually succeeded uh, while I was there because I was away from home as well. And so uh, I said... Uh, I don't believe in God in a sense. So I just went on and just, uh, I finished school, uh, got work up in the mines uh, in northern Saskatchewan. And I started uh, just living the life. And uh, I started to drink hard right on my graduation day. Uh, that's what I started. I said, and I said as a kid, so it's so important what you say, right? I said at grade 11, if I finish my grade 12, I'll start drinking. Uh, and then it happened. 
then that seven years, uh, there was just a spiral. I drank and drank and, and I worked, drank and worked. And it started getting worse and worse and worse. I don't know how much you want to hear on that part, but uh, it went into uh, like a real spiral. Uh, all of a sudden, I was in control, it seemed. Then I started losing control. But in the process, I didn't even think of God. I just said, uh, I'm just going to live the way I want. And it just got worse and worse. But after seven years. It, it, got, yeah. it got far as far as you doing cocaine as well and doing some pretty hard drugs as well. Yeah, I started taking uh, uh, in between parties. I seen guys smoking dope. So I just grabbed it out of their hands and started smoking it myself. Like and, and whatever was there, I did. Like, and then all, all of a sudden I was introduced with some friends that uh, had the money <laughs> to really do the stuff. And so I hung around them and there was the odd time I didn't do it at first all the time. They would uh, bring it out and then I would take it and I started taking it. And uh, yeah, I thought that was it. Like going after that high, right? You're just alcohol. Um, you're, you just want to uh, keep looking for that high. So that's exactly what I was doing. I kept uh, smoking, and and when I do get a, did get a chance, I did cocaine, and then I I just drank like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending on the work that I had at that time. So yeah, it was really it was really getting bad there towards the end. This went on what? for seven years, like you said. What was it that helped you get out of this? That that eventually led you to a place where you're like wow, I, I can do something better than this. I, I'm better than this. Somebody believes in me. Somebody loves me. Yes. Uh, after seven years, um, I was still on this place. Uh, I couldn't stop. Like, I had two accidents. Um, I've shared that in my testimony where I almost died uh, twice uh, in these accidents, uh, living the lifestyle that I did. Um, but I couldn't stop. Even in those accidents, even uh, I got impaired and I lost my license for about four years. Um, even that couldn't stop me from not living the lifestyle I did. It came uh, when I heard people talking about um, their lives changing in my community. And they, they, they said, Jesus, they encountered Jesus. And I said, what? There's no God. I said, I, I looked for God in my teenage days. I, I tried it all the way till grade 10. I couldn't find him. I... Um, my life was horrible, broken, miserable. And uh, here that day, I was, there was about three guys approached me. And I'm, it's, it's kind of a little joke, and I want to say it really fast. There's a, a, a band that was called um, Who Was Playing. And they, I followed them everywhere when I was drinking because I, 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 it was a party place all the time. So one by one, they got saved. And all of a sudden, they were the ones in this tent meeting where my life changed. One by one, they all got saved, and they were the ones that were playing in this tent meeting out in my uh, uh, Métis settlement, Pine House Lake. And, uh, and I said, what happened to these guys? And those are the guys that witnessed to me. And I said, Jesus. And the lead singer uh, witnessed to me about Jesus. And I said, I got to check this out. Like, I was just so amazed. Like, I couldn't believe what he was sharing with me. And as I was... As he was sharing things about Jesus, I could feel something was happening inside me. I was felt like I almost got emotional when he was telling me his testimony. Because he, he had a fifth of whiskey in his hand when he walked into the tent meeting. He was going to go and mock the, mock the Christians, right? That's what he was going And he encountered him. And, he, and this is the band 
that was playing when my life changed. Um, and that's how I came to, because of the testimonies that came uh, off these guys and, and yeah. their lives. So they were happy and they were joyful and there was something about them that I wanted. It was, so, wasn't necessarily like them preaching to you. It was that you saw what Jesus had done in their lives first. Exactly, because they had reckless lives in a sense like mine. And uh, we had no hope. None of us have, we could tell, we, we tried to work and do all this stuff to, you know, the fulfillment of human society, what you try to do to fulfill yourself, but it couldn't fulfill us. And we realized as they were talking about that, as to me about it, and my heart was just filled uh, with something was happening to me. And I said, and they said, come, come to the meetings, like, and all of them were playing. And they, you know what? The funny part was they were called Who's Playing. And when they all changed, they changed their names to Who's Praying. That's, <laughs> love it. That's awesome. So that's a, that was a radical uh, uh, revival that broke out in 2000 in our community. Um, it just it trickled in in 80, 98, and 99. Then it hit in 2000. And it really 380, I believe, um, confessed Jesus into their heart that time it was it was so amazing and i was and i was one of them and that happened um and i knew um between me and this tent meeting that was in our community they were supposed to only have it for one week they had it for about six or seven they pulled the tent down um that time you know those tent meetings like outdoor tents they they had to take it to the next community but you know what the community did they made a makeshift house, like uh, like uh, almost like a outskirt, like a shell of a house, oh, yeah. and they put tarps, hundred foot tarps over these, these, uh, and they kept uh, who was playing there, uh, to to be uh, who was praying. They started playing, and uh, the 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 ministers of the gospel started coming um, supernaturally. Like we prayed that God would send ministers, mm-hmm. and then it kept going for, and then. You walk into that place, you could you felt God, His presence. Um, uh, people were just weeping. People, there was like it was packed in that place. And uh, I walked in there. I was trying to be tough. I remember really clear when I walked in there, and I said, "I know the guys." I remember chasing after these band that was a uh, drink, and they're all. I'm gonna go see it for myself. And the minister himself, I was in there. The life, the night I my life changed. He was the one I used to mock, and I used to, uh, and I worked as a medical taxi driver. I used to shut him off. He was the one that was preaching that night. I walked right in. I got to see this who this guy is. <laughs> he was one of the ministers. Uh, he was once a chief, and his life changed. Um, God radically changed him, and uh, he shared his testimony. I just walked in. He just started his testimony, and when I walked in, the presence was so strong in this tent meeting. Uh, I just started tearing up. I couldn't stop. Like I sat and I said, what is this? What? I've never felt this love ever in my life. I've never felt this unconditional. It just started touching my life. And, and uh, yeah, I just started weeping for days on. And I went for three days and I kept weeping all through the whole, whole meeting, like three days. And when it started all the way to the end of the night, I was weeping for three days. It was amazing. And yeah, that's when it changed. 
what was that transformation like? Not only watching people around you, but you yourself going through this full transformation. Well, I'm, I'm sitting there like I'm going, what's going on with me? Like I'm just weeping. I could, my, my, my shirt was just drenched. People were looking at me, what's going on with Wade? But at the time when I was sitting there, I wasn't sure what to do, right? Like when I when I was sitting there and I could I started realizing that this guy was lifting when he was sharing his testimony, like veils were coming off my eyes. My heart started to melt even more. My I, I realized that, that you could have a relationship with God. I realized that Jesus was real. And I felt I felt this power too uh, around me when I was there, like and in this meeting, like it was so strong. It's not about feelings, but I know that because of the presence and the tangible presence of God was so strong there. I knew that was the day that my life was about to change. I knew, I knew it. I knew because when he was sharing his testimony, he was chasing after this moose into the bush. And he said, even if it kills me, he said, I'm going to get this moose. And he did kill it. He almost died doing it. But God brought him out. And it, it just touched my heart. And I knew I needed this Jesus that he was talking about. He lifted up the Bible and I looked at him and I said, that's what I need. That's what I was looking all when I was a young kid, all through to grade 10. That's what I was looking for was that Bible. And then I said, whoever wants to accept Jesus, he lifted up this Bible. And I, and I went through the chairs because you know how you have this tent meetings where these little steel chairs are sitting there. I cut through these chairs. People thought I was crazy. <laughs> I, I knew, and, and I knew right there I needed to get my life in Jesus. And then I cut through these chairs. Chairs were falling over. I, I didn't even make, make it to the altar. Uh, I fell right on the, on, the, on the ground, and I was weeping. And he touched. He came, The minister came to touch, and he said, do you want to receive Jesus into your life? And I said, yes, yes, yes. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I said, yes. And then he put his hands on me, and, I let, and all of a sudden I felt a uh, just uh, a weight lift off, and I realized I could hear the voice of the Holy Spirit for the first time. In a rollover that I had a year prior, uh, he had saved me by putting my seatbelt on. And then when he spoke to me, and I said, that was you. That yeah. was you, I said. That was you that saved me back then. And I, and I realized now that I'm going to give my life to you. So, yeah. Today, you preach the good news of Jesus to anybody that'll hear it with your ministry, Inspire Fire Ministries. Uh, tell us, like, when did you get into ministry? Was it pretty immediate after your transformation or? Well, it was a, it was a long, it, it was a process and a half. Um, three, three days after, then three days after I got saved, I was already ministering. I was already going back to the places that I was doing drugs and alcohol. People thought I was crazy. And, but I've, I've just really stepped into ministry. Like I came to Bible school about, um, I'm married three years now. Um, I came to Bible school about six, just under six years. But I, we, on September 22, uh, 2021, we said, let's, let's, we looked at each other. We let go of the work that we were doing. And he said, it's time. God is telling us. And me and my wife. And so, yeah, so that's the date we started. But it was already, already prior that God was starting the ministry work 
right from the get-go. But I had run from God, but that's another story. <laughs> and he came and met me in Mexico when I was running. And uh, and I came back fast, and I came back uh, running. And so I knew that what God's called me to do, I really actually stepped into it for over, it's over a year now. So it's been, it's been amazing already. I've been, I've been ministering before that prior, like uh, years back, I've been ministering. I know the ministers uh, uh, right across the province because of the work that I was doing prior. And so I know the ministries uh, in the provinces here. So I'm actually, I'm not new to what I'm doing. So it's kind of like when I wrote Inspire Fire on there, people say, we know what that is. And so they're, it's, it's good. So I got connected to a bunch of churches right off the bat. So I was getting called and to come to minister. Tell us a little bit about, uh, sorry, Inspire. I was going to call it Fire Inspire, but that doesn't make any, spent, any sense. Um, tell us about Inspire Fire yeah. Ministries and tell us a little bit about what goes on. Okay, Inspire Fire Ministries, we just finished uh, uh, some tent meetings this past, past summer. Just just some of the same experiences that I've uh, been sharing. So I, I opened myself up to uh, different ministries to say, okay, I'll come in and help come alongside churches. I come along um, people that are desiring um, to reach other uh, districts, other areas, and I would go in and help them out. So I would be partnering with other ministries, even to go to uh, Aboriginal ministries like to go and speak because I preach in my language as well. You'll see it in my Facebook. If you were to go into Inspire Fire Ministries, uh, I, I, I translate for myself. It depends as the Holy Spirit leads me. And so I do that as well. But I I do a transitional, when people are transitioning for uh, another pastor coming in, like into their churches, I come in alongside them and I actually help with the churches at, at that time as well. I just finished one community. Uh, the ones you see me baptize uh, last night or this morning, uh, I just finished off uh, just three and a half months of work there. So, like, so uh, something along like that. And then, and then I meet with other ministries across the province. They're starting to contact me. Um, um, there's one in Alberta, so I'll be working with them. Um, and there's another national uh, Filipinos. Um, um, and there's uh, Nigerians that I work, I'm going to be working with um, to reach um, our Aboriginal people. And I'm going to be meeting with a guy from Germany here at the end of the month, towards the end. So let's look at it this way. People want to make uh, bring crusades, evangelism, and discipleship, and that's who I am. I'm going to bring crusades, in a sense, with other people that are very good at it. And I'm going to work with people that are very good at discipling. And I come alongside with them as well. And I do a, the evangelism as well as they call me. And um, as well. And my wife does the same thing with me. So she ministers and eventually will probably do conferences for men. And she'll do conferences for women. So it's been really amazing. So we're, the Holy Spirit is really shaping the ministry up. We're just giving him full access and how he wants to do that. So that's kind of along the lines. And I work with pastors very closely in every area, in every region that I work with. And, uh, and it's funny. It's, and this is one of the amazing things. All these pastors 
that I'm working with when I'm going, they want to reach the communities or reserves around their communities. And I come alongside them and come and help with that as well. So I come in and then I would go in if they would ask me if they want me to minister. And I said, okay, I'll come and minister. And I'll probably try to link the two together. So just bringing the body of Christ together, that's my desire uh, to see that. So that's kind of along the line what's Inspire Fire ministry is all about. So, yeah, amazing. It's been really amazing to see. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, as an Indigenous person and also a preacher, what does reconciliation look like to you and how can we as the church uh, here in Canada do a better job? Well, we just got to learn from, um, I believe, from the past, I guess, and then uh, learn from all the things that we've gone through um, and um, kind of have a dialogue sometimes with the people and uh, be open to communication. That's one of the key things. And uh, um, uh, letting know the people there is a place of, there, there's a place that there is healing and the healing is in Jesus. And that's, I'm very heavy on because I know it healed me because of the vehicle accident that I had prior to this conversion. Uh, was very uh, uh, was really painful for me, uh, but I healed as I ministered the word of God because of Jesus. He healed me through this, and it gave me joy. And I really believe that's what needs to happen uh, uh, in order for us to move forward. So, tell us more about Inspire Fire Ministries. How we can find you online and uh, stay up to date with the things that you're doing. Okay, we're looking at a website right now, but um, but Inspire Fire, you can actually go uh, into, into YouTube. Uh, we we have, and you can just go to uh, uh, Facebook as well. We're we're in there as well. So I wanted to. Uh, my paper is not here. I actually had a little thing that I wanted to show you there, but. Um, yeah, you could go into, you could just go into inspirefireministries.com uh, and, and you'll find it and you'll find all the information there. It's actually linked once you go into there. But as we, we develop uh, the website, we'll change that really fast as well. So you could go into, into that as well. So eventually, so we're working on that. In the, it's in the process right now, so. Yeah, so that's kind of uh, uh, what are the open menus, but you could find find that in, on those two, I guess, YouTube and just going to Inspire Fire Ministries. Thank you so much for sharing your powerful story with us and for being so open. We really appreciate it. Bless you guys for the work that you've done. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.